Welcome to the Real Loss Boss podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Real Loss Boss podcast. And in this episode, we're going to discuss everything you need to know about calories. So in the last few years, we've had a massive boom on everyone talking about to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. And you might think that the calorie phenomenon is something new when it comes to weight loss, and it really isn't. So I've had uh, a severe weight issue from being around about eight years of age. And I remember I'd be about nine or 10 years of age, uh, and I was recommended by my primary school, or recommended to my parents uh, by my primary school, uh, for me to go and see a GP regarding my weight issue. And I remember it, do you know what? It's over 30 years ago, but I do remember it like yesterday, if I'm being honest. It was obviously quite a tough thing uh, and quite an embarrassing thing, even at nine, 10 years of age. I can't quite remember exactly how old I was. Anyway, I was took to the GP and I remember the GP saying, Neil needs to take part in a calorie controlled diet. Now, at the time, there was absolutely zero knowledge given to uh, my mum who took me um, and I suppose essentially given to me about what calories are, what a calorie deficit is. It was literally, Neil needs to take part in a calorie controlled diet. I was then recommended to a dietitian at Blackpool Victoria Hospital. And I remember going in again, pretty much like yesterday. I mean, you know, remember going into the dietitian's office uh, and her sitting there with this big list. Neil can't eat this till he's lost his weight. Neil can't eat this. Neil can't eat this. Neil can't eat that. There was no education around calories, even though the initial bit of advice was calorie controlled diet. It was basically Neil can't eat this. Neil should be eating this. No context, no balance, no, he can have a bit of this, but he mainly needs to be eating this. There was none of that. It was very, very black and white. And I think that's the issue with, you know, weight loss advice as a whole or or our relationship with weight loss is it needs to be black and white. So when I started my weight loss journey in 2014, I wanted to do it totally different, totally different to any way I've tried in the past. And I've done any number of fad diets, Slimming World, uh, Weight Watchers, uh, slim fast shakes, um, other things and bits and pieces. Um, those are probably the three main ones I've done. But creating my own fad diet, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to eat that, being overly restrictive and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, one thing I've never ever tried is that first bit of advice that the doctor told me which is a calorie-controlled diet. Now, don't get me wrong, every single fad diet in the world has one common trend. If you lose weight on it, it is because it's giving you the tools to go into a calorie deficit, but there's no education around calories. That's another very common trend about pretty much every fad diet that's out there on the market, including Slimming World, Weight Watchers, ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting, Azante, the Cambridge plan, slim fast shakes. No one mentions that word, calories. So I decided to do weight loss totally differently than I've ever done it before. And anything I'd done in the past to try and lose weight, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it slightly differently. 
Um, and do you know what? That led to me having a very healthy and sustainable relationship with weight loss and obviously ended up me being uh, um, an online weight loss coach, which is why I'm doing this podcast now. But one thing I did concentrate on at the start was calorie intake. I remembered what the doctor said and I thought, right, let's do a calorie controlled diet. I'm very much into numbers. Uh, previously, before becoming a personal trainer, online weight loss coach, I worked as a company accountant. That's kind of my trade. So numbers just resonate with me. And when I started looking into the calorie side of things, again, it just sort of clicked in a way. So how did I get my initial calorie allowance? I looked at nutritional labels. Now, it's changed now, to be politically correct. It just says the average adult uh, should consume, on average, 2,000 calories a day. Now, I don't actually know... Um, if they class any movement in that, if that's based on metabolism, it doesn't actually say what the average adult is. I've kind of worked it out myself. I think the average height of a female is five foot four. The average height of a male is five foot ten. So I've kind of gone in the middle at five foot seven. Um, and then, you know, the average, I think the average weight of a female in the UK is about, don't, please don't quote me on this. I'm literally plucking these numbers out of thin air. About 12 stone, I think male's about 14 and a half stone. So obviously in the middle of there is like 13 stone something. Uh, but when I started my weight loss journey on nutritional labels, it said that the average, and remember this is average. So obviously if you are bigger than this, you probably can eat a bit more. If you're lighter than this, you may need to eat a bit less. This is all down to averages, but it did differentiate between female and male. And an average female should eat between 1,500 and 2,000 calories a day. And the average male should eat between 2,000 and 2,500 calories a day. And I just decided I am not the average male, so I'm going to eat 2,500 calories a day. Why am I not the average male? Because I'm nearly six foot five inches tall and I was 37 stone, so I'm definitely not average. Uh, and that that was kind of, you know, my, my original mindset was you're going to do two and a half thousand calories a day. That's what the average male or the top end of the average male should eat. And that is what I was going to eat. Uh, I have obviously tweaked and changed, you know, my approach and my philosophies a little bit. But at the start, that was it. Two thousand five hundred calories a day. So what is a calorie? A calorie is a unit of energy. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a unit of energy, um, how you might register, you know, a kilowatt of power for, for lights. You know, obviously, we've had a cost of living crisis recently. And this time last year, gas and electric was ridiculous. And everyone was going on about, you know, kilowatt hours and prices, uh, unit of energy. And that's all a calorie is. It is simply a unit of energy. And it's how... We measure energy coming uh, into the body and how we also measure energy going out of the body. And just like any, any type of energy, it doesn't matter whether you're looking at petrol or you're looking at, you know, uh, logs or um, coal or you're looking at electricity stored in a battery. If you put more energy into anything than you take out, you're going to create a surplus of energy, right? If you take out more energy than you put in, um, then you're going to create an energy deficit and that is going to reduce energy stores. So, you know, if I've got 100 litres of, of, of petrol 
and I take out 30 litres, but add 50 litres, let me do the math, I'm going to have 120 litres because I've been in a surplus. I've added more than I've took out, so I've got more energy than what I started with. Likewise, if I've got 100 litres of petrol and I burn 50 litres of petrol and I only replace it with 20 litres of petrol, I'm going to have 70 litres, so I have reduced the energy stores. And that's all body fat is, it's just stored energy in the body. Um, and that's down to taking on too many calories. So how do we take calories into the body? Through food and drink. And it doesn't matter what we eat or drink, it has a energy value registered to it. Now, actually, I might be wrong there. I'm having a sip now. Water is zero calorie. We do have certain things that we consume that are zero calorie. But pretty much, I'll say, you know, 99% of things that we eat and drink have an energy value associated to them. Uh, the more um, fat is in a product, the more calorie dense it is. Okay. So when we look at what we call macronutrients, which is uh, proteins, fats, and carbs. And whatever we eat or drink is made up of one, two, or all three of uh, the available macronutrients. So proteins, fats, or carbs. Uh, protein is four calories a gram. Carbs are four calories a gram. Protein and carbs are the same calorie value. Fat is nine calories a gram, two times and a little bit more uh, the calories of protein and carbs per gram. Uh, so yeah, when we take on, um, food or drink, the higher the calorie value, um, the more calories we can consume. And general rule of thumb is if something is high in fat, it's going to be a lot more calories. Other things contribute towards calorie value, like portion size, but mainly it's down to the, 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 uh, balance of macronutrients. For example, a pepperoni pizza is going to be quite calorie dense because there's a lot of fat in there. There's fat in the dough, there's fat in the cheese, there's fat in the pepperoni. Yeah. Whereas uh, lettuce is going to be very low in calories because there's no fat in there, there's no protein in there, uh, and there's only a small amount of carbohydrates because it's mostly water, again, that's zero calorie. So we take calories in through food and drink, and then we take calories out of the body uh, through um, our metabolism. So our metabolism, you may hear it called BMR, basal metabolic rate, but that's based on our metabolism. And our metabolism is the amount of calories we burn uh, at rest or asleep uh, for body function. So for our brain to keep ticking over, our heart to pump blood around our body, our lungs to take oxygen in, uh, and our bowel movements to go to the toilet. All that is classed as our metabolism. And for most people, that is our biggest calorie burn, okay? Uh, for example, my calorie burn from uh, my metabolism is about 2,500 calories a day. We can then look at everyday movement. Now, the technical term of everyday movement is NEAT, which means non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Thermogenesis means burn. Uh, and non-exercise non activity means everyday movement. That's what I call it. I break it down really, really simple. Any, everyday movement, aka steps. All right. So whatever movement we do, whether we're walking around the kitchen cooking, whether we're walking up and down the stairs to, um, you know, go wake the kids up or take 
clothes upstairs, whether we walk the kids to school and back, whether we walk around Tesco, Aldi, Morrison's, um, whether we are cleaning the house, whether we are mowing the lawn, whether we're walking the dog, this is all everyday movement. And the reason for doing that movement is to do a task. It is not to burn energy. Um, and yeah, we class that as everyday movement. And then the third way that we burn uh, calories is um, eat, we can call it. It is called TEPA, which is the thermogenesis of exercise and physical activity. I hate technical terminologies or eat. So you've got neat and eat. Neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And then eat is exercise activity ther exercise. Going to the gym, playing tennis, going for a pacey walk. So maybe not just a dog walk, but going for a, a you know a good pacey walk. Um, going swimming, playing badminton, whatever, right? And that is basically doing a task and the task is to exercise. And the, you know, one of the main points of exercise is to burn some calories. You shouldn't think of it like that. The main purpose of exercising is actually to improve your physical and mental health. But exercise certainly burns, you know, a decent amount of calories. Now, Exercise does not burn as many calories as your everyday movement for most people if you've got a decent level of everyday movement. And that is why we we put, uh, we'll talk about BMR, biggest calorie burn. For most people, if you've got a good level of daily activity, aka 10,000 steps, uh, your NEAT would be your second biggest calorie burn. And then your EAT or TEPR, whichever you want to call it, or just a bit of exercise, uh, would be number three. Now, actually, we do burn calories in a four, fourth way. Uh, and that fourth way is um, TEF. So the thermic effect of food. That name again, or, or, or that word again, thermic or thermogenesis, thermo. It's all about burning. And we do lose a certain amount of calories that we consume through digestion. How hard the body has to work. Uh, to break uh, that food down. Fat has the lowest thermic effect. Carbs are next. Fibrous carbs are next. And protein has the highest thermic effect. And you can lose up to 20% of your calories through digestion if you have a high protein diet. Okay, so that's energy going into the body, food and drink. Energy going out of the body through your BMR, metabolism through your NEAT everyday movement, aka steps, through your eat, doing a bit of exercise. I don't really count the thermic effect of food. It is an energy burn, but I never use it when I'm calculating my client's calories. It is there, but I never use it. I never count it. And I'll tell you why. Because if I don't add that on, the average TEF, now I just said up to 20% if you have a high protein diet, but the average calories lost through the thermic effect of food is about 10%. So for example, if you burn 2,500, or sorry, if you consume 2,000 calories in a day, your body might only absorb 1,800 of those calories. Why I don't uh, take it into account when calculating calories for clients is, it's the little buffer. It's the little fail-safe. So if you're a little bit inaccurate in what you're counting, if you're a little bit unsure about certain things you're counting, so you might get a takeaway from an independent restaurant or you might go around to your friend's house and you're having to guesstimate calories a little bit just in case. 
that 10% gives you a little buffer, all right? So don't go, oh, my calorie allowance is 2,000, but I only absorb 1,800, so I've got an extra 200. No, that is a really wrong way to think about it. Now, when we compare calories in, food and drink, with calories out, metabolism, um, eat, neat, neat and eat, right? That gives us an energy balance. And depending on what our energy balance is will depend on uh, what our body fat does. And if anyone tells you any different, they are lying to you. It is only calories that count when it comes to the loss and gain or maintenance of body fat. Nothing else, nothing to do with if insulin's present in the body, nothing to do with the types of foods you are eating, nothing to do with what time of the day you are eating, it is irrelevant. It's all about uh, thermogenics and energy balance. So if you consume more calories than you burn, yeah, uh, you will store excess body fat because the extra calories you are consuming, the body will not get rid of those calories. It will instead store them in case you need energy at a point where you don't have enough calories, okay? Uh, if you eat the same amount of calories as you burn, that's called the calorie maintenance, and your body fat will not change. Again, irrelevant of what you are consuming. And if you eat less calories than you burn, what we always go on about, that is called the calorie deficit. So if you burn 3,000 calories in a day, and you consume 2,500 calories, you've eaten 500 calories less than you need. And what the body then does is it still needs those 500 calories. And instead of looking at what you've consumed, it will look at your stored energy. It will use 500 calories worth of stored energy, aka body fat. And if you keep chipping away at stored energy, just like I said at the beginning of this podcast, if you um, burn or take out a certain amount of energy and replace it with less, you are going to deplete energy stores. And that is what we are trying to do on a weight loss journey. We are trying to deplete your energy stores. You are just full of excess energy. And the worst thing about the human body is there is no capacity for storage of excess energy. So we put energy into a car, petrol, right? But when the petrol tank is full, because the petrol tank is solid, the, the clicker or the nozzle at the petrol pump clicks, doesn't it? And you can keep trying to feed it back in, which is what we always do, so we can get as much in as possible. And then it goes, you know, it'll go click, and then it might let another three or four second blast. And eventually you're just like click, 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 click. And if you keep going, try and trick it, next thing you've got petrol or diesel all over the forecourt because it has a capacity. The human body, unfortunately, does not have a capacity. If you keep giving it excess energy, it will keep storing it. Now, one pound of body fat equals 3,500 calories. Yeah, that is the energy. So I said before, one gram is nine calories, right? I think the math on this works out, but one gram is nine calories. So a pound of body fat, which is about 500, does that work out right? It might not, because there's other things that make up body fat, to be honest with you. Like it's not, when I say body fat is body fat, there are other little elements in there. It's like you'd call the chicken breast protein, but a 200 gram chicken breast, yeah, only has 50 grams of protein in it because there's other things that make up 
the chicken breast. Anyway, uh, but predominantly body fat is just, is, is pure fat. Uh, anyway, 3,500 calories equals one pound of body fat. So if I want to uh, lose a pound of excess energy in my body, one pound of body fat, I need to consume 3,500 calories less than I burn. And it doesn't matter when you do that. So if you consume 3,500 calories less in one day, um, then, you know, you will um, lose a pound of body fat in a day. On average, it's always on average. Weight loss is never linear. It's not like in exact science. Uh, so on average, so 3,500 calories less than you burn. Not many people burn 3,500 calories, so it's maybe not a great uh, thing to look at. But if you did and you ate 3,500 calories less than you burn, you would lose a pound of body fat in a day. If you do it over a week, you'll lose a pound in a week. If you eat 3,500 calories less than you burn in a month, you'll lose a pound in a month. Okay. So... Um, Let's use an example. So let's say you burn 5,000 calories in a day. Again, not many people burn 5,000 calories in a day. I've, always I've already talked about averages that's on nutritional labels, but so not many people uh, burn that many calories a day. But if you did, if you burn 5,000 calories in a day and ate 1,500, you'd be in a 3,500 calorie deficit and that would you know, uh, lose a pound of body fat. If you burn 17,500 calories in a week, which is 2,500 a day and ate 14,000, that's when you'd lose a pound. If you, I'm just going to do this freeze. If you burnt 53,500 in a month and ate 50,000, you'd lose a pound. Okay. And you can kind of do the math if you want. If you've got 100 pounds to lose of body fat, that basically means you need to put yourself into a 350,000 calorie deficit. And then we just need to choose what time scale we are going to do that over. I always recommend a pound a week on average. It's just a healthy, sustainable amount to stick to. The issue is if you try and lose more than a pound a week, it can be quite restrictive. And by being quite restrictive, it can have loads of knock-on effects. You can just feel like you're missing out on things. You can feel hungry all the time. You can feel tired all the time. And if you hit yourself with all these negativities, you know, hunger, tiredness, over-restriction, cravings, you're going to quit your weight loss journey before you get anywhere near your end goal. Now, if you decided to stick to a 3,500 calorie deficit over a month, it would be extremely easy to stick to, but you're going to get quite frustrated because your results are going to be really, really slow. You know, if you've got 100 pounds to lose and you're losing 12 pounds a year, then it's going to take you eight years. And, you know, we shouldn't really be too concerned about our weight loss journey taking a good amount of time because it will take a good amount of time. But maybe eight years to lose 100 pounds would be, again, frustrating. And again, frustration, annoyance, disappointment, because your weight loss is very slow, is negative emotion. And having so much negative emotion, again, might cause you to uh, quit your weight loss journey. So we need to find a nice balance. And I just find 3,500 calories a week. It's 500 calories a day on average. If you've got a decent level of movement, it's not overly restrictive. You can still build in some of the foods you love, some of the higher calorie, highly palatable foods that we do like to eat from time to time, like a McDonald's or a pizza, you can fit that in. Uh, so you're not going to feel overly restricted. You're going to be able to fit in some of the foods you love, so you're not going to have too many cravings. But to lose a pound a week, you might get frustrated by it, 
but it's a decent amount of weight to lose. If you're currently, you know, in a 3,500 calorie deficit a week and you can do that for most of the year, you're going to lose nearly four stone in a year, right? Now, if I said to any one of you guys uh, listening to this podcast now, would you, and this is irrelevant of what your current size is, if I said to you, would you like to be four stone lighter this time next year? You'd all say, yeah, you would. And again, the amount of weight you've got to lose is a little bit irrelevant. It just makes the journey a little bit longer. You know, if you've got four stone to lose, we can do it nice and healthily without feeling overly restricted in a year. If you've got eight, it's going to take two years. If you've got 12 stone to lose, it's going to take three. But again, like I've just said, if you're doing this in a in a way that's not overly restrictive, it doesn't you know, breed a lot of negativity into your mindset, you're not missing out on things, you still go in with the flexibility of being able to enjoy your friend's wedding, enjoy a week's holiday, enjoy Christmas, you know, you won't really mind too long how long the journey takes. So, if I look at my journey, you know, I lost about 18 stone, I lost that in uh, three years, nine months, And that means over that time, three years, nine months, I put myself into nearly a one million calorie deficit. It's not linear. It's not a smooth trajectory. It's not, did I do 3,000? No, at the start of my journey, I'm 37 stone. When you are heavy like I was, you burn a lot of calories. So you can eat, you know, 5,000, sorry, um, I burn probably 5,000 calories a day at the start of my journey. And I've already said in this podcast, I was eating about two and a half thousand a day. So I was in a 2,500 calorie deficit a day to start off with. Okay. So calories are a unit of energy. We've already discussed that. It's how we measure energy going in and out of the body. Body fat is a uh, is simply stored energy and we just need to reduce that stored energy. And we do that by going into a calorie deficit, which is why we go on about calorie deficit all the time. And I've already touched on this again in this podcast. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you stick to Slimming World, there's nothing magic about Slimming World. It's just giving you the tools to consume less energy than you burn. Same with keto, same with intermittent fasting. There's nothing special about not eating carbs that causes fat loss in the body. In terms of keto, for most people, 50 to 60% of their diet is carbohydrates. So if you go on a diet that stops you eating 50 to 60% of your calories, there's a good chance you're going to go into a calorie deficit and lose a decent, uh, lose a decent amount of weight. Uh, as I've already touched again on this, a calorie is a calorie because it's just a unit of energy. And your body does not know the difference. You eat a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, 440 calories. If you then go and have a grilled chicken salad with a bit of coleslaw and a piece of bread, that's 440 calories. All your body sees is 440 calories. And the analogy I kind of like to use is is money. I might have said this before on a previous podcast, but if you go to the bank and you pay in £100, if you pay in 100 £1 coins or 10 £10 notes, when you check your balance, it just says £100 has gone in. And that's exactly the same when it comes to energy balance within the body. What your calories are made up of will determine your health, right? But it doesn't have anything to do with fat loss or the loss and gain of stored energy, aka body fat. 
yeah? So a double cheeseburger from McDonald's is quite unhealthy and a chicken salad is gonna be quite healthy. So you're gonna get a lot more nutrition out of the chicken salad. And that might support your weight loss in terms of filling you up more, giving you more energy, making you feel better about yourself. Of course, it might have an indirect effect, but in terms of calories in, calories out, your body knows no different. And again, if anyone tells you different to that, they are totally lying to you. And do you know what? I'm going to leave it there because that is pretty much all you need to know about calories. If you've got any further questions that I may not have covered, please get them into the comments and I will answer them for you. But yeah, that is pretty much everything I feel you need to know about calories. And if you want to have a successful weight loss journey, you simply need to consistently go into a calorie deficit. The key or the magic is how you put yourself into that calorie deficit. There we go. Uh, whatever format, as always, you are watching this podcast on, please like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment, ask any questions. I will do my very best to answer them. Uh, and until next time, make sure you boss your weight loss.